and they're talking about the enforceability of these waivers where they're like, usually you can't wave away your own death or you can't wave away like a serious bodily injury that you didn't anticipate, right? Wait, what's the because I think you wave away your if own I, death. I, I, this is an important uh, uh, also shout out to Arlo Walsman's law firm. <laughs> yeah. uh, because I think it's an important uh Walsman. So Arlo, Walsman and if Walsman. I go bungee jumping and uh I die because these dickheads justice. like forget to tie my stuff right, my family should and could sue, right? Yeah, generally speaking, yeah, sue him. Yeah. Child support, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kate so McKinnon's line. My question Julian. here is if I have my children in an area where there's just like a tremendous amount of some type of smoke, it's still in the Vancouver, it might be the pot. Poor um, visibility. <laughs> Was that on the waiver? Did they knowingly and intelligently waive their rights to be free? away from you stories without a few letdowns are boring i want you to think about all the other kids who've been told that they're too small or too slow they just want to get out there and play freaks is he doing a trick let's start our own team look at this your first teammate i would not be an acid physically i have more of a podcast but That's right, John. We're not goons. We're not bullies. No matter what people say or do, you have us. This is ducks. Uh, Tessa. Oh, hello. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm having an excellent week. In a really good mood. It's Friday night. We're outside, enjoying the last night of winter. This is true. We're in what Hillary calls the period of um, the uh, spring of deception. Um, <laughs> yes. It's a time of year that is should be spring and warm, and you'll get a couple days where it's like 70 degrees, and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" And then um, it's you know negative. 20, and they're snowing in blizzards in April in Chicago. I saw a girl wearing shorts earlier, and I was like, you've been fooled. You're not from here. You're not one of us. No, you're not. That's absolutely something true. Well, no, I take it back, because there's always that one weirdo in class. I feel like it's always a dude, though, who's just like, I'm impervious to cold weather, because I'm a man. This is true. This is true. (laughs) I was like, no, you feel cold like the rest of us, because you're also wearing a hoodie. This is true. So you knew it was cold when you left, and then said, fuck that shit, I wear shorts. That's a good point, and I think it's also <laughs> something to wear, like, do you think Chet Hanks wears, like, proper winter attire? No. 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 Can you imagine Chet Hanks following any sort of social norm or rule? That's true. He does uh, remind me of the Panther in the show. So this is a show <laughs> about Mighty Ducks called This Is Ducks, and my name's Andrew, and I have my wonderful co-host here. I'm Tessa, the wonderful. And we have a guest this week. Our guest this week is not just a amazing guest, he's a longtime friend of mine, but he's an expert. And uh, he's a lawyer. Uh, he is someone who has defended and, and practiced law now for several years, uh, has a very remarkable career, has had some very uh, prestigious criminal work he's done, and has now switched over to be a personal injury attorney to where he has uh, built quite a practice for himself uh, in a short period of time uh, with some really big uh, uh, victories. And there's nothing like personal injury than children's <laughs> sports, I think, to go together. <laughs> so we felt it was important to bring on our friend Arlo Walsman to the podcast. So welcome, Arlo. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. This is extremely fun. First podcast. So I appreciate it. Hopefully at some point in time, uh, you know, uh, uh, you're going to have a whole career of just going on broadcasts and yes. <laughs> explaining personal yes. injury liability. Um, yes. Because there's a whole subgenre. I mean, I would imagine that, like, just as a side note, what are the other shows that would have a real big PI thing? You know what I'm saying? Like, PI angle to them. Um, like, do you ever watch TV and, like, think, like, there's so much liability <laughs> involved in this situation? <laughs> like, I mean, I don't think that's um, 
Like, do you ever, like, watch ESPN 8 and there's, like, a home trampoline championship where you're like, this is a terrible idea, guys, <laughs> you know? No, I think when it comes to TV and law for me, it's criminal law and it's law and order, but I don't do much PI. Boom, boom. All right, law and order, what's your favorite? <laughs> You've got a lot of options here. Are we talking OG, oh, the SVU, sure. yeah, no. the criminal intent? The, the original one, <laughs> Lenny Briscoe. Okay, so what era? You want the Briscoe era? Do you want Briscoe with um? Because there's old Briscoe with the the. Um, Don't look like at me. I only know. Mid nineties, <laughs> I feel like. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you want the mid nineties? I one only right know there. Marishka. All right. So that's when uh. When, uh, like 45. when Fred Thompson was playing a character on TV as opposed to running for politics. That's the era. Of <laughs> that, that guy want. with the diabetes. Ah. Oh. Yes. Foghorn <laughs> Leghorn in part. Okay, in part. <laughs> Uh, he was, he was, seemed like a nice guy. <laughs> uh, it's so funny too, because like Fred Thompson, like see, like like Tom Tancredo is someone who like nowadays would seem like a fucking like like moderate in the Republican Party <laughs> and everything like that. Like, oh shit. All right, I digress. Um, we're here to talk about the Ducks, and most importantly, Game Changer. This is Ducks, the Disney Plus series, six part, taking Mighty Ducks into the uh, the next level. So before we get into, of course, this week's in. A couple of things with the Quack Pack. Quack Pack, I'd like to hear from Arlo. What is your relationship to the Mighty Ducks? That's a good question. I think uh, the only memory I have is I felt like I saw one of them in the movie. I felt like I saw one of them in the movie theaters when I was a kid. Like going to the movie theater with your dad. But I don't think I saw all of them. But I remember it being like a big cultural thing. Like the yeah. Disney sequels of like the sequel being huge. And, yeah. Now you grew up in Oregon. Did you yes. ever play hockey growing up? No, never did. No, because you had poor parents like mine, right? Yeah, we did a <laughs> duct tape soccer ball in the field of dirt, and then we went home and cried. I, I want to point this out, too, because Arlo, outside of being a very talented and an amazing uh, attorney, uh, is also a uh, has been a professional pool player. Uh, you want to give a little bit of your backstory into you know sports and your relationship with sports? Because I don't know a lot of fr- friends of mine who actually have played at a professional level, and Arlo's one of them, so... Uh, yeah, I was a professional pool player for three years. I'm struggling to draw any hockey analogies. I saw a few fights, I guess, a few fist fights. <laughs> so, Were they over money? What's that? Were they over money or pool? Yeah, over, uh, yeah. I saw a dude in Vegas, and he was getting beat, like, set after set, like, 300 or set. He was stuck, like, 1,200. And he gets in a fight with this guy. He was, the guy that was losing was hammered, like, 11 out of 10, 3 in the morning. They get over some stupid fight, and he's pressing the guy, and the other guy who's beating is like, hey, if you don't get out of my face, I'm going to punch you. Dude doesn't get out of his face. Bam. Hits him. Guy falls down. He gets back up, and he's like, sorry, man. He's like, oh, that's all right. And he's like checking if he had any teeth knocked out. He didn't, and then they went back to play, and the guy lost like $100,000. It was like nothing I'd ever seen. That's amazing. Would you recommend, as an attorney, assaulting someone in Vegas where everything is on camera? Well, you know, I could have sworn that cameras would be everywhere. Nothing happened. It was a convention center. It wasn't like the casino floor. Oh, okay. And the dude even said right after he punched me, he's like, fuck, I'm going to jail. And like, nothing. <laughs> but, okay. And I was like, whatever. You don't pay uh, your underage sex traffic victim on Cash App, <laughs> Matt Gates, and you do not go ahead and... Um, you know, punch someone on camera in Vegas, or just well, punch someone in Vegas in general. I've not been space. following this Matt Gates thing, but oh, now, I, now I know. Uh, I had to drop that in there just because I was reading about yeah. that earlier. Yeah, he's a he's a piece of shit. He was uh, a promising young man. <laughs> he was a leader of that what side. A star. <laughs> yeah. My favorite, you know? my favorite George Soros he electrified the party. There's absolutely no <laughs> nothing funny about like him sex trafficking, you know, underage no. girls. But, just but the asshole that he was from day one is. Not surprised. There are two things, and because Arlo were talking about pool and stuff like that, this is something like I've talked to other people about, and they're astounded. And Tessa, um, Arlo, how many times in your life has some skeezy dude like shown you their cell phone with a video or picture of a naked woman? It's happened more than once, has it not in your life? I remember it happening once, but it was like someone was showing the, like pornography that was online. It wasn't like this is someone's photo that they just took. But honestly, I think that's it. Well, he was, he was getting a big story about, about how, that's like, and I was just like, that's awful. Don't get me wrong. But guys are okay. trash because I, the amount of times, unfortunately, maybe it's because I hang out with more scumbags, but we played some <laughs> games of poker 
uh, with some some people here all over the years where I've like turned to the guy to the left. He's like, hey, check this out. It's just like, I, it just makes me feel very uncomfortable because it's like, I, and I've actually, I've gotten to the point where like if anything like that happens to ask me, I, I just ask the most like, were you trying to impress me with that? Because like, in that <laughs> moment, like their entire life flashes before their eyes and like, oh, uh, I, I have to say that women are no better. I mean, if you've sent a dick pic, everyone in her, everyone. See, but that dick it. pic was most likely unsolicited. And then that point in time, like, I feel like it's fair if you send an unsolicited dick pic. That that is in the ether of the I feel like if you're, I mean, I guess, I guess if. If you took an Optimistic intimate... people would think that, like, oh, if you send a dick pic or, like, a, any sort of nude, it's going to just end up in the person you sent it to. It's like, they're the only one who's going to see it, but that's not reality. And I feel like. I mean, how shy are you if you're, I mean. That's that's a good point. Which is very victim blaming, and I know it's problematic, and I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, I called somebody who was um, an actress who I'm sure is very talented, discount Olivia Munn on the last episode. I want to apologize for that. Um, she seems like probably a great actress. I just think, as Seth pointed out, <laughs> to throw you in the bus, she looks like <laughs> Olivia Munn's older sister. It's like um, she did. It's like the, the Olsen twins. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, she's the character I'm most interested in in this whole series. <laughs> if we can cut, you know, I know we're doing the intros, but just to throw that in there, I'm so interested in her as a character. <laughs> she's seconds of screen time. I think she's a mom of the all-white American psycho office. I'm like, okay. She just exists in the background so far, you know? Arlo, when in your firms have you worked in your professional legal experience? Have you ever called for the best paralegal? Okay, this is something I want to talk about, and this is what makes her an interesting character to me, okay? Because they introduced her as that, as a brilliant paralegal, and we're all sitting around, oh, that's so funny. What does that mean? That doesn't exist. Then, later on in the episode, she's like, guess what? I used my brilliant paralegal skills to find city funds that were available for this fucking hockey game. And I was like, touche. She turned out to be the brilliant fucking paralegal. So she's 3D. I like her. I'm interested. And I want to know more. She's 3D. I love your spirit, Arlo. I love your spirit here. Well, that, is that fair, though? That no, like it's 100% fair. Skills? I like, know, but she's yeah. also bad with money, as we find out in episode two. She's kind of terrible with money. Well, that, that's the thing that. here, where it becomes something where we have a lot of things, and I have some legal questions, because she essentially gets a bunch of 12-year-olds into like some type of like grand larceny situation, which we're going to get into legal implications here in episode two. But before we get to the next segment, I do want to take a moment here, because one of the things, before we get into our re-quack-quack quack of the episode, was to go around, and one of the things that they actually do in this episode is pass around the puck of truth. Um, oh, man. The puck of truth. The conch show. my favorite moment oh, yeah. of this episode. <laughs> by uh, far. And, and there's so much that I want to talk. Sorry. I'm yeah, no, 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 no. Go, go for it, Arlo. I mean, like, because it, it just seemed like crazy because they pass us around, and the idea of this puck of truth is you have to talk about who are you on the inside, but also... Who are you on the outside? Outside first. Outside first, excuse me. Excuse me. So, Arlo, who are you on the outside? And who are you on the inside? That's a really good question. I'm not prepared to answer that. That's a really good question. (laughs) I'd like to think on the outside right now because of my beard. I look somewhat between a shoe bomber and the American Taliban. Uh, I'm not talking about, like, an American guy who joins the Taliban. I look like I'm setting up a covenant of sister wives. <laughs> That's on the outside. On the inside, as I was saying so to Tessa before we started inside. the episode, I, I I think on the inside I'm potato famine. So that's where I'm at. What is that? Inside, he'll come to America if he's one of the lucky ones. <laughs> I I just think Otherwise, that that's you know, that's that's. That's who I am. I don't know how to explain it, Tessa. I just think that, like... That answers some questions. It's so specific, yeah. but also nondescript. I was just... It's the potato melancholy and the infinite sadness, okay? <laughs> the infinite sadness. Tessa, Shout out to our UK listeners. Shout I don't know. Our... I don't know how you guys found us. I'm so glad you did. I'm so... I'm very excited about... So excited. We have, we have UK listeners right here. Good morning to you. I go... No... Um, Eight hours later. No, it's six hours later. That's right. I I do hope the queen dies soon. 
Um, <laughs> she may have there. She may already be there. That's all. God, give me hope. Uh, right there. She's a terrible person. Is she dying? Uh, hopefully. Um, <laughs> Tessa, who are you on the... <laughs> We're all dying. <laughs> Which we'll get into, because we actually talked yeah. about that with the werewolf. Uh, who are you on the outside, and who are you on the inside? Uh, you know, I feel like on the outside, I'm, like, like, kind of like a black mirror. Ooh. <laughs> I like it. I didn't think that that was going to come up. I was like, oh, yeah. Like, mm. like, way deep, guys. Don't even. Uh, and on the inside, uh, I'm going to go with, like, the Hulk. Just, like, that constant anger. <laughs> just, you're always angry. Yeah, just always angry. Yeah, no, that's your secret. It's yeah. like, it's like, I'm always angry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's so many appropriate outlets for black women to express anger in America. You know, there society, really is. So there like, really is. We've come a long way. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's, like, totally okay in, in, in just general society for yeah. black women to express frustration just general and exasperation or anger. it is received as genuine feedback it's just, about our experience. I'm so proud of us. Look at that one. God, I hope so. We all have lived in Chicago for a while. Yeah. We all do understand that nobody eats deep dish every week unless they're a complete psychopath and... That when was... people are in from out of town, sure, or like on a special occasion, Lou Malls. But like Chicago, we all eat thin crust pizza. People it's got that kind of time. It takes so long. It also like you know two slices will literally like I got my my my. I'm very thankful. So I got my COVID shot this last week. Yay. I got my second dose, and it knocked me out on Thursday. I was like down for a good like you know twelve to twenty four hours of just like kind of nausea, chills, and the whole thing. Three slices of deep dish would fuck me up so much worse than that. And that's yeah, all you're say. fucking. Like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's so good coming going in and oh, so an experience bad. coming out. Yeah, it's just it's like the 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 meat <laughs> the meat Somewhere right now. They're just like the three of the most psychopathic people in Chicago, just sitting alone eating meat dish for the seventh night. Andrew was dead on. You're like, it's only psychopaths. There's like three people. We actually, to speak of that, we had a uh, somebody who would order four or five times a week when I worked at a pizza place in college, and they would have a pan pizza. With all sauce, and we actually had to get known. She had her name. I'm going to call it the Susan. Her name wasn't Susan. But we had to, like, sprinkle <laughs> just the right amount of cheese. It was, like, 0.3. It was, like, um, maybe a, a, a fifth or a sixth of, like, the normal amount of cheese you put on. So it was just, like, it didn't actually cover it. It just, like, had a couple of, like, yeah. globs of melted, or, like, strings of melted cheese on, like, you know, on yeah. thing right there. Hmm. And she just ate this, like, hot tomato soup cake every night. And it was just, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was some weird shit. Like, it's like, uh, isn't that just like pasta with like a very aggressive noodle? Like, I don't. It's some weird stuff. All right, Arlo. Oh, well, sorry, I didn't answer your question. On yeah, the inside, I'm hot soup pizza. <laughs> <laughs> on the outside, I'm also hot soup pizza man. Well, I think that's appropriate thing. So, all right, we're gonna pause. We're gonna go ahead and go to uh, Quack Pack. We're gonna go to our sponsors here. But uh, Quack Pack, give me a quack, 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 quack. 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 Hey, this is Andrew. I've done my best to try and deal with like the microphone clips, and you're going to hear a couple more, but it's just because Arlo made us like literally fall over laughing, so sorry, but editing note, this is why that happens. So back to our regular scheduling podcast. It's not bullshit. It's our heritage. Once in my life, I was in New Orleans and I had like an alligator sausage hot dog thing. I was like, this is good. And that, that's it. I don't, everything else hot dog wise I've had has been gross. That's, that's interesting because Arlo, you weren't a big meat eater growing up, were you? I was not. Did you ever eat duck? I mean, not as a kid, no. Do you eat duck now? Oh, every day, yeah. <laughs> Deep dish duck pizzas. <laughs> I'm one of the three people we referenced earlier. You know, no one's. <coughs> I think we should do a barbecue duck pizza at some point in time. I don't want to eat duck. Have you never had duck? I've never had duck. Oh, I well, I'll take can't. you over. No, you live right, right close to. The Wait, are we bringing it back to no, Mighty no. Ducks? No. Or is uh, yeah, no, the mightiest duck is the duck over at Sun Wa, the amazing oh, eating yeah, duck that like yeah. they serve on a lazy no. I agree. It's oh my god, they have this guy no. come out there with these like super sharp knives that like cuts the whole thing up in no. front of you. 
It's no. There's barely well, any rats in there, you know. <laughs> there not a sponsor. Not a <laughs> Multiple health department uh, violations and nobody gave a shit. But I mean, like isn't it just health department people being petty? Just let us have good food. Yeah, I think there is an element of that. All right, so quack pack, we're going to requack <laughs> this episode of Mighty Ducks 2 Game Change. And this episode was a uh, it was a unique one. So we're going to go ahead and start over. And Tess, <laughs> I'm going to start with you. We're going to try and redo this, and hopefully the audio keeps it doesn't throw up the coffee. We're outside. <laughs> we're trying to record the pandemic. So, you know, we're doing our best here, Quack Pack, for yeah. you, the Quack Pack. Because we don't want to let things just fall through the cracks. So, Tessa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what did you think of episode two? Uh, I loved it. I am inspired. Um, you know, it's a little bit past winter sports season, but, you know, should there be some sort of tryout for Misfits? I'm not saying I wouldn't sign up. I am also very worried about Coach Bombay and his Coach Bombay. status. Coach Bombay. <laughs> his housing status. His housing status? He sleeps under a cake. <laughs> I loved it. I genuinely loved it. When I got invited over here, I thought, Mighty Ducks, why are they making this? But I watched it tonight. <laughs> I loved it. A lot going on. A lot of really interesting stuff. Loved it. Loved it. I love it. Also yeah. very curious about Emilio Estevez. Not one of my favorite characters, but I'm hoping that... I'm hoping he goes downhill. Does that make sense? Because I feel like <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> hear me out, okay? I feel like they're... <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of not quitting, let's talk about these ducks. Look at that fucking transition. All right. Uh, so, just down the puck. Or not down the puck. See, I don't fucking know hockey. But I do know that we watched Let's this all show. pass the ice. Let's all pass the ice <laughs> around. Uh, so, this is a episode where not a lot happens, but it's a lot yeah. of character building exposition. Like, you needed a gap from the first yeah. episode where, okay, we introduce ourselves to... The Mighty Tucks, and then this now new team called the Don't Bothers, and it's based yes. off of the viral rant of the mom. <laughs> so what ends up happening here in this episode is really kind of the, uh, it's almost like a 31-minute montage, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, a kind of like, the, like you getting know, like, to know them. Yeah, exactly. It's like, this is like, they're like, it, like, if this was a normal movie, which we talked about last episode, which this fucking should be. It's just, <laughs> just you could condense this entire like, episode. Like, Disney just had money to blow. Yeah. So Take some of that this. Marvel money from uh, those Marvel intros and just throw it on some ducks. Right. Also, instead of giving us like an episode to actually understand who Goop is and why he clearly has some right? different like things going on or like different characters. He is dissociating wait, wait. through this episode this and no one goalie? is concerned. Yes. This is my favorite scene of the episode. <laughs> I fucking love this scene. So, Arlo, why don't you set up the scene? Okay, so basically, again, going back to the mom being an interesting character... We're not sure if she's phoning it in, if she's intentionally playing like a cool I don't care vibe, but she's doing <laughs> things in a non-traditional way with the hockey team. She says, we're not practicing hockey today. We're going to sit in the cafeteria of the ice house and we're going to pass the puck around in a circle as we did on this uh, podcast. And when you pass the puck, you have to tell everyone who you are on the outside and who you are on the inside. I mentioned it blowing my mind on three different levels when we talked about the existential dread. We're like, wow, we're getting to know these kids, but it was like super heavy and dark, which I love. This is why this is my favorite scene. So we start, in my mind, I don't know if she was actually the first one, but the girl who wears the cape and loves the magic cards. And everyone is like following the premise of like, okay, we're going to tell outside our normal what viewers are seeing and then inside this thing reveal, right? So she's like, outside, I play magic. And then inside, she lays us with this like super dark inside on this person who's like wondering, wow, we used to be different and people are different and life is good. But then I was like, what does it matter? Because we're all going to end up in this like cold void darkness. <laughs> and we're like, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like step one, that's step one. That's the first level of this. I was like, what the fuck is that? That's so fucking weird and dark. Disney show. And then the next kid, the goalie, who I mentioned, okay, Chupa, what is his name? 
Goopa? Goopa? I don't know. I no, no, it's Goop. Goop. Because he talked about Goop. it because it's the same yeah. name as Gwyneth Paltrow. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> Whole different, uh, weird story. Okay, so he's like, on the outside, I'm a video game guy, which the viewers got. Mm-hmm. He's like, on the inside, I'm all zeros and ones. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's even more metal than the first one. She's like, inside I'm a robot and life isn't real and intelligence is artificial. He's talking about like the idea of like the idea that it's all simulation, which is like some. Dude, and in such a brief, concise way. All right, there's a lady at the front desk. We gotta get past her. Her glasses are totally 2009. I could go in and crush her to dust on that. Um. Okay. Here's another idea that won't make someone feel like hell. Evan, you go in. You tell her you lost your helmet. Then once she goes to unlock the lost and found, Logan, you're going to go in next. You are going to charm her. You flip your hair. You smile. You do whatever it takes. And then we will sneak in, grab our stuff, and Sam, if there's any trouble, you create a distraction. Like act nuts. I can do that. Okay. Yeah. Don't bother on three. A quiet, quiet, quiet. One, two, three. Don't, Don't bother us. You can do it. But is it illegal to steal from the lost and found? Yeah. <laughs> Let me start by saying that physical objects can exist in the negative community or the positive community. In the negative community, they have no owner. So if it's the lost and found, it creates kind of a in-between juxtaposition where it's neither it's abandoned in nor in possession. Yeah. Because like, I understand damn, as a Catholic a good question. right here, I'm like, can you save yourself if it's in purgatory? It's like, well, that would be a good like, law school question. Catholics are weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's shout actually a very famous property case, is what you're describing. Shout out to my boy JC, resurrecting this weekend. Easter, what's up? Um, Sponsors. <laughs> gonna be real. Sponsored uh, by Jesus Christ. Be a real Christ boy You'll song. never see him coming <laughs> again. God, Christ boy spring would be so boring. <laughs> Wait, uh, what is White Boy Summer? Do we have a, a Christ <laughs> Summer? Yeah. All right, we'll get into Chet Hanks in a second because he actually sent the podcast a question, so I'm so thrilled that we have Chet Hanks. Right? So yeah, we need to get back to the ice here, guys. You were asking me legal advice. Legal this woman advice. is coaching these children to steal, and you're wondering if that's illegal. Yeah. It's like, if you see anyone there that needs a bag, you know, we got some drugs out here. No, it's absolutely a crime, and it's, it's not theirs. If it's in the lost and found. Wait, but the one kid found his own stick. Does that not make it a crime because everybody else's thing? You need an excellent lawyer to defend him. But I could probably jump in there. He Uh, found the stick. Oh, yeah, no, I remember that. Did he found his own stick? He found his own stick. Well, I've changed my (laughs) strategy. It's all legal. Uh... Okay, so no, this is what uh, this is a very another very interesting part of the mom character, right? Which is like, who is this woman? Is she is she in brilliant paralegal mode right now? Is she in like cool fun <laughs> yeah, mob, you know, fun mom mode right now? Like, what setting is this? And she's always kind of in the background, like even in that scene, she's like, I'm not going in, kids. You're gonna go in. Mom is on parole. Okay, I don't know. I don't know what her backstory is. I've just felt like she's always sort of in the background. Yeah, like, go like, flirt like, with like, the like older a hot, desk like, attendant. Like, 22-year-old yeah. Zac Efron. Like, you go fucking peck flex at this fucking old woman right here so she, like, you know, gets distracted right here. The sexual tension in this episode was also <laughs> present. <laughs> well, it existed. I'm not saying it was, like, edit 11. I'm just saying Andrew's identifying something. <laughs> the human tripod. There was a lot. This is also yeah, something I took yeah. notes on. When the kids are like, oh, I guess he's a human tripod. We're like, wait, what? But that's when it's like, when it's like the fifth time an innuendo's happened. I forget the other one. I like wrote it down, but I don't remember exactly. It was something about like being inside you or like some weird shit. And I'm like, that's a weird thing to say at the beginning of the episode. And then at the end, they're like human tripod. I'm like, I don't know. We don't know. Go write it. That can't be like the primo job at Disney. So do they spend their time throwing in this weird shit just to mess with the viewers? Yes. Um, I think that they originally wrote the script for these to be like 15, 16 year olds. Tested it. Nobody wanted it. And so they made it younger. Yeah, and no one's uh, editing it. Audience, yeah. and no one went back. It, it does seem like that to an extent. So the movie ends, or the, sorry, the movie ends. The, 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 the episode ends with them getting their asses kicked. No, there's way more. Oh, no, man. hold on, hold on. We, okay. we, we're gonna we're gonna get into it. Right. Right. <clears throat> um, uh, and then the final point here, Emilio Estevez uh, watches.
them lose the ice, they go back to the locker room. In that locker room, he turns to his mom and says, Mom, you know, after she's like, this is fun, right? We all got a participation trophy, which is a whole other little something right That here. came before the existential it disasters. It did. And uh, he's like, Mom, it's not fun if you get your ass kicked. And so what does he do? He doesn't quit. He just goes out and leads by example because he's got that C on his jersey. God damn it, I forgot about that. That was such a good scene. Yeah. Yeah. And then goes out and skates, and everybody follows him because they're going to learn how to skate too, even though they're like Canadian. Or Casting like, off the bonds of nepotism, yeah. saying, I'm going to earn this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Follow my lead. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't yeah. know if you were paying attention. Hockey on the outside, hockey on the inside. It's <laughs> all I am. Follow me around the ice. That's, that is fair. That is fair. I'm an empty shell. Let's play hockey. So that is the <laughs> end of the requack. We're going to get into the last couple of thoughts here. and also Wait, the, la- the episode ends with our favorite character, Mom. Oh. Again, very mysterious. In the background, right. <laughs> her lines are, she's watching her son lead the fucking newly formed hockey team around the ice. And she says, well, I guess I'm going to have to learn how to play hockey now. Yes. And it's like more question marks with this mysterious <laughs> fox of a woman. Fox lady. And it's like, did she set the whole thing up for her son to have that moment? You know what I mean? I think oh. she set the whole thing up to meet Bombay and get in on whatever Ooh. money he's got left. A little bit of that Bombay. I mean, the, who she's also know a local celebrity. Oh, uh, you're that oh, Coach man. Bombay? Come on now. Three appetizers at that one bar no one goes to. <laughs> I like the way the work it. Uh, <laughs> I like the way you work it, Gordon Bombadilly. <laughs> Emilio Estevez. Emilio. Winning uh, name. Great name. Well, <clears throat> quack quack. We're gonna go ahead and return here in just a couple minutes after our sponsors, with our final segment here, which is where you can quack back at the quack pack in the studio with your questions. And if you have questions in the future, where do you send them, Tessa? Uh, send them us. Send them to us on Instagram at this is ducks. Write it under our post. Come at us. I mean, there's this is a flawless episode, so I mean. This is ducks. Quack, 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 quack. Oh, we're back. Quick shout out to our sponsors, Lou Malnati's. <laughs> All right, quack quack. <clears throat> we are back, quickie quack, <laughs> with our last section of our episode for this is ducks. Tessa, we call this the quack back. Quack back. Quack back. Perfect. And Arlo, <laughs> I think you got a couple quack backs, so we're gonna start with some of your questions to start with. Oh man, Casey Larson says, "Where's all the hockey?" <laughs> We already talked about it, Casey. The fourth act. <laughs> where the, the, you know, the I, scene where they played hockey. This this gentleman's call. He's emailed. He's <laughs> texted. He's DM'd. I think he called your mom. We hope that answers your question, Casey. We appreciate all the questions. Um, a lot of viewers with questions. A lot of viewers Keep with questions. Keep those lines open. All right. Uh, so on to the next one. Tessa. For our quack back, I did hear from someone Ooh. who, from our first, uh, we have Stacy P, who is in Washington State. Stacy asks the uh, in her quack back, "What time is it? It's two hours earlier where you are, Stacy." Sorry. <laughs> is this DC or is this? No, we're talking Washington State. You're, yeah. you're you're from that state, yeah, the Pacific Northwest state. So um, you're you're from uh, Oregon, where there's a lot of ducks. Um, but. Stacy asks, why are there no restrictions when it comes to, I'm trying to rephrase her question in a more confident way. Yeah, she's not a great speller. She's asking, why uh, are there, like, why is hockey co-ed versus other ones? Which is, I think, a really good question to actually ask. Is hockey not co-ed normally? No, so actually, I, in my experience, uh, growing up even back, like, this is like 15 years ago in, in like, hockey, there were girls who played on the hockey team with boys. Yeah. 
and you'd have, I mean, women's hockey is its own thing. Where they do have, is it? Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. There's a whole, like, uh, Olympic sport for women's hockey. It's a real deal. They're awesome. They're like, really? oh, yeah. Especially in other countries. But in America, especially in a lot of areas, like, there's just not enough. I was going to say, do they graduate up to a league? I think at, like, certain colleges, I would love to do some stuff. Maybe for the next episode, we'll do some things on this to do some research here for you, Stacey. But, yeah, no, um, it's always been a Mighty Ducks thing, going back to there. So, I mean, Tessa, you rewatched some of the Mighty Ducks. I did, I did. I did my homework, guys. And the original cast has a female character, no questions asked. I guess that's just a Minnesota thing. Um... I love it. I love that there's two girls. I just hope that they bring some diversity in skills. Uh, you know, I yeah. liked in the first one, there's originally one brunette girl. I don't know their name, guys. There's originally a brunette, and then they get a blonde who's a figure skater, and she's kind of badass, uh, bringing all her figure skating, like, twirls, just confusing everyone on the ice. And so I appreciated her, too. So well, I love that they're keeping it. Who are two female characters here? We have... The Wear Panther, which Tessa has already <laughs> expressed that she hates. I didn't know she was a and, like wear last like episode was like technically a cape because like everything in the Fortune oh, Hunters had a cape. But no, this <laughs> yeah. episode she wore an actual cape. I like her. <laughs> the other female character is also <laughs> the hard work. She's also a very interesting character. She was at the cool kids table, apparently very straight edge. Also the inside though, when they were doing the past the puck, I feel like Correct me if I'm wrong, her answer was also pretty dark. I loved her answer. What was it? Do you she remember? just looks at someone and can completely like know how to tear them down. And then sometimes she chooses to, and sometimes she chooses not to. And I was like, that was me. That was like legitimately so she, she tested out by on the uh, the Beth Paralegal <laughs> by like saying like your vest is from twenty seventeen in the yeah. most like mean way possible, which yeah. clearly affects this woman. Yeah, because that's um, how you like get in people's head. You have to just make them aware that you see that the flaws. To the point where she mentioned she buys a new Patagonia vest by the end of the episode, <laughs> to which she's like, eh, which I'm like, damn. This vest will uh, never be a thing. Stop ooh, it. The girl also How can I make vests happen? <laughs> like she was uninterested by her own talent. She's like, I know I can do it. I've done it a million times. I'm no longer interested in it. I just, I know it's in my head. She's like not even invested. She just does it as like a habit. It was, it was some very bizarre. She gets women. She does. I think she gets it right there. And so, um, so yeah, no, the next question we have here is from Bobby DeSabi. He's from New Jersey. And Bobby asks. <laughs> Bobby. Um, Great name, Bobby. Thanks for <laughs> writing in. Love these questions from our fans. Love it from the quack quack. They're just quacking at Pass us right the here. Pass the over to Andrew with the question from Bobby. And uh, Bobby asks, when do you think they're going to debut the Flying V? Um, God, it has to be the last episode. we got to see the whole downward spiral, upward spiral of Coach Bombay before we, I mean, they can't, they can't just know the If Arlo one. has his way, the entire show is going to be a Maybe a better question is, do we see the Flying V before Estevez hits the bottom or after? <laughs> like, well, he's dead, but we found this book in his desk about how to do the Flying V. Because they did attempt to learn it. it. They did attempt it in the first episode. They just he's not alive to teach us. This is a, these are all excellent questions. I, I, uh, I don't know. I, uh, I think it's going to be earlier than the last episode, Tessa. I think it's going to be probably, like, episode four or five. I assume that they already picked this show up for a season two, because six episodes is just not enough. You think it's going to be the big moment as, like, the the, the pinnacle moment, like, the, the, right there. See, I think it's going to be the penultimate moment. Like, I think that they're going to get it together, and I think that, like, and it's like, oh my god, like, they can actually stand attention, because right now, they got the shit kicked out of them by, like, the team. Like, they lost 12 to nothing. Yeah, they're so bad. I think they're going to have to have that, like, you know, underdog, like, I somehow qualified for the wild card kind Mm -hmm. of moment, and that's where they apply the V for the first time. That's my thinking right here. But maybe it fails. Maybe they don't, because you know why? Because they're not fucking quacking. And once they start quacking, then people are like, this is crazy. And it just throws them like a mist right there. It's like the idea of, like, if you're ever in a street fight with somebody, you strip naked because it's going to throw them off their game. You know what I'm saying? Please like, don't uh, do that. Don't do that, people. Don't do that. Do not okay. do that. That's a good take. <laughs> I want to say, I'm not, I'm not going to make predictions. I'm going to tell you what I want to see in terms of the V. Okay? All right. All right. So with this new episodic media that we're getting where you have, you know, season after season, they do a lot of, like, 
cliffhangers from one season to the next. And you're like, what's your big storyline that's like left in balance? So here's what I want to see. I want to see him have a rough season, go like 0-6, a lot of soul-searching, a lot of learning about himself. Just when Estevez hits bottom <laughs> at the end of the season, somehow rallies back. He's even lower than where he started. But he's rallying back. He's coming back. He's like, hey. So he's drunk, passed out on a park bench next <laughs> no, to a cake. <laughs> There's a bunch of geese that fly over in Minnesota in the shape of no, a V. It's like he went to jail. <laughs> jail sobered him up for like four or five days because he couldn't get any juice in there. He comes out. He's like, hey, kids. I'm your coach now. Why don't you line up on the ice? And they just happen to line up in a V. Cap in in front and then V in back. End of season. And it's probably been 20 years you watched D1, but you watched D1 this week. That is the plot to Dirty yeah. <laughs> Ducks I mean, 1. Like, yeah, uh, Estevez goes to jail in that one as well. I mean, he doesn't go to jail. No, because he's a white guy who had a DUI, a rich yeah. white guy with a DUI. Yeah, Divorced. his law firm. Yeah, what uh, tragedy was visited upon him? Um, he got disbarred? <laughs> no, 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 no. He got a. Um, he voluntarily left. Yeah, he voluntarily left. Out of principle. Out of principle. Because. Out of what? Because they didn't understand, because he just believed in the Ducks. You just can't make a man choose between his sports and his his job. What is his job? That's true. I think that's why he's in such a rough situation. He regrets his choice. I think so. He's through that 401k. I think so. He's like, I should have appealed to ARDC. I got the Illinois Supreme Court to reverse. Reinstated my license. <laughs> I'd still be a lawyer in the city instead of eating leftover cake. Again, that's the best trait, the cake. The cake is, uh... It's probably just, couch. like, sprinkled with cocaine. It, 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 like, it, it seems like there's some other stuff going on with the cake <laughs> that he's putting into the cake. He's very protective of it, which is weird. He's just, like, injecting never, it with opiates or something like that, or, like, you know, like, Zannies. Anyone. He's just like, yeah. No, 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 <laughs> that's the secret, children. The lazy. frosting man is Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> you know how, like, drug addicts, like, when someone's in a bad... You, like, you can be very lazy or, like, severe alcoholic. I felt like the couch he was sleeping on was a pull-out couch, but he was just too lazy to pull it <laughs> I think you're right. You know? Yeah. It looked to be a Sturger-type couch. And look, I, we've all been there. Like, he, was like, he was lucid enough to know that it was an option, but he was just lazy. He was just lazy and crashed. And that was like 11 in the morning. So come was... 3 p.m., he's in the middle of the night for him. It was it was a re- unreasonable hour of the day, I would say, Eric. I mean, I don't think that's fair. And I think He's that... up all night smoking in the ice rink, <laughs> watching video with 12-year-old kids naked. playing hockey. Just screaming, naked playing hockey. No clothes just... on. Shame smoking, like, you know, like, uh, naked and, like, just, Shaving like... Beard. Just, just, uh... Ducks fly together! Ducks fly! <laughs> <laughs> just having a real breakdown. Um... Also, uh, we're not that far off, though. Like, no, you know, no, this is where the episode is right now. And again, like, like again, we, we don't have know what's not being shown. To we us. have moms committing both, like, you know, uh, some type of like fraud to pay for the <laughs> hockey rink, like, you know, roping children into some type of like grand larceny scheme and conspiracy. But the biggest thing I actually have a question about is that we talked about this Tesla from the first movie. Hans is definitely Hans. dead. Hans is. Definitely dead. He's just, he was like uh, 90 years old in the 90s. Yeah. So, like, he's got to be 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a There's funeral in, in D3. Yes, they have uh, a yeah. funeral for him. So, well, my question here is like. Hans, like a father figure to Yes, yes, he was. And so, my question here is always like, this is where the show could bring in, like, Hans' cousin Gunther. And, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just have another German. Because that could have also solved the whole, like, hey, I know how to fix that Zambo. Where do you get those, like, the equipment right here? What do we do? Well, you know what? I have a guy you can talk yeah. to. Oh, Hans died, but it's his son, Gunter, who now runs the shop, and he's going to hook you up with a bunch of duck stuff here, as opposed to having children steal it for you. Yes! You crazy woman! That would have like, been lovely. That would have been lovely. Or like a very knowledgeable teacher at their school, because I, there seems to be no authority there either. I appreciate t- teaching children that, like, you know, property in itself is a crime at a young age, but it just seems very inappropriate. Like, like actually <laughs> realizing how much I'm loving the writing of this so far, where it's just like, the guy took a shit assignment at Disney and turned it into this, like, complex oh, story. Man. They talked about Somehow rent control invested. in the last episode, for fucking, like, wait, like they, they didn't at all play into this episode. She is the best character. Legal. So did she, she solve right control? I think she did. Yeah. She told them 
to not take the deal. Well, I think that she took advantage of the fact that Andrew Cuomo is, like, under a ton of pressure <laughs> for being a sex predator and also, like, you know, like, hiding nursing home deaths. The word sex predator. Uh, and he's, like, legalizing weed and, like, he also wow. went ahead and also dealt with this to make up for it. It's like, she's you know, smart in terms of, like, being a smart... Because clearly, yeah. also, she practices law in fucking Brooklyn, not <laughs> Minnesota. Because that's not where that is. Yeah, she's from the streets. Um... But uh, that really brings us to uh, pretty much an end here. So, Arlo, let's start with you, since you are our guest here. What are your final takeaways? I mean, like, game changers. Do you feel that this is a game changer? Are you changed? I would say my game has been changed. (laughs) I would say the game that I've watched has changed. Um, If I can make an analogy to another another TV show that I've really liked recently, in all seriousness, Cobra Kai... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Again, very similar drawing back on that early 90s, 80s, whatever. <laughs> Andrew's laughing. It was good. I enjoyed it. The point being, my perspective on the first season of Cobra Kai was we're getting used to all our characters, and everyone's going to have kind of a bad time. And because we have more than one season... <laughs> the better endorsement for a show. Everybody's going to have a bad time. Andrew, it's, <laughs> but it's not... Uh, I'm not trying to be funny. It's just like everyone... Their conflicts are presented. It's not everyone's on Easy Street who would be boring if we're watching the show. Everyone's going great. It's totally boring. My point is, in that show, the first season, a lot of people were going through conflicts and not a lot were resolved. But then the second <laughs> season came out and it was fucking awesome. So, what and I they resolved see, the fucking conflicts. Well, oh I God. wouldn't say that. <laughs> they... Time Andrew really laughs. Not the show. Like, 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 oh, wait, so they resolve the conflicts in the second season? No, I wouldn't say that. Like, <laughs> what kind do. of Cobra Kai cliffhangers are there? There's actually a lot of different. <laughs> the point being, it's I'm just your that. earnest expression when you're saying it that is taking me out. I can't. What expression? You're just like it's so earnest. Like it's like you're, you believe it. It's so good. episodes and these kids what i'm gonna say is <laughs> not... <laughs> okay, okay. no go okay. go please Andrew's... i'm yeah. dying no no, no this is amazing I'm... please continue to go <laughs> <laughs> oh. all right <sighs> i want to see more is all i'm trying to say I... the kids it's interesting because they've only got beaten up once and it's it's, it's not gonna <laughs> Surprising, yeah. with, uh, if you ever do need a person, like you want to leave your job at the mall and make coach a couple of ragtag uh, podcasters. Excellent podcast, guys. <laughs> Arlo, where can people find you in the interrupts? Find me on my law firm's website at arlo at arlolawoffice.com. That's true. And I will say this with all sincerity Arlo is an amazing attorney, and Thank he you. really has actually, in a very short period of time, uh, in Chicago, taking on some, like, really hard cases for people and, like, stuck up for them in the best possible way. Uh, so, shout out to Arlo. Thank you for coming on here. Uh, and much. making me, like, 
I think I did piss myself up a <laughs> tiny bit here in this last I wanna, I'm going to come back. That's all I'm going to say. No, we're going to have to have you yes, back. Yes, come back. I don't need an invite. Fun. I'm just going to show up. <laughs> just going to show up. And, hey! That's the vibe of the podcast. We're, You're we're recording always in, welcome. We're recording in the backyard right now, and there's going to be this day that Art was going to be looking over a fence like Wilson from fucking <laughs> Home Improvement. He was like, howdy, neighbor. <laughs> so... Watch those shows. I'm sure they're creepier now than they were when I was a kid. Oh yeah, I remember the time where like, um, uh, uh, oh, there's so many good ones where like uh, Tim Allen's kid, like the youngest one, like gets like black nail polish and becomes god. And he's like, oh my god, yeah, like. Uh, I always forgot there was a third son on that show because there's there Jonathan was. Taylor Thomas and an older kid. And then another kid sometimes. Yep, there was a dumb one, Brad, who was a soccer player, yeah. who also was like, got the, he was the one who had the weed episode, I remember very yeah. much. Yeah, and like, can we just him. talk about Full House for... What was happening in that home? Oh, in Full House? Yeah, I, I, looking at it now, it seems real, real sketch. Uh, I like to think that Jesse had a heroin addiction that everyone was trying to go ahead and actually just, like, help him through in yeah. the most, like, possible was it way. was some sort of, like, sober no, living like, he was just like, situation. no, no, it was a sober living situation where it's like, you need to live with, like, your, like, Cousin, brother, uh, yeah, you know, David uh, Saget, who looks nothing like you. Bob Saget. Uh, Bob Saget. Oh. Uh, um, because he has a family here. Also, like all TV shows that are, uh, the wife dies. Uh, because there's no mom. That's like a Disney movie. There can never be a mom. Um, <laughs> are you guys picking this up? I'm uh, sorry. No, no, that's all fine. All right, we're going to here. No, leave all of that editing. Oh, no, there's going to be somebody. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of editing. Uh, but... Thank Dante's you. Pizza is closed. That's what I'm mad about. Oh, <laughs> god damn it. The one in Chicago? Yes. Oh, it's god. fucking 1025 on a Friday. What kind of business are they doing? Um, you know, whatever they fucking decide. Shout out to Dante's. I appreciate this is a bit small business particularly, which is like... It's in no way affects our Lou Malnati's sponsorship. <laughs> They're both good. It's good pizza. You know, it's fine. It's fine. It's You're, okay. It's you, pizza. It's fine. Uh, Arlo, <laughs> thank you again. Quack, quack. We'll thank be back you. next week with episode three. Episode three. Episode three. I don't want the show to end. How could, how dare they only provide us six episodes? It's just, I mean, if you're going to take it to a TV show, it just seems like you should do it a yes. ten. A full ten. And are we sure this is not a mini series, but this is just season one? This is season one. Okay, good. It's like a British fucking comedy series. What the fuck, Disney yeah. Plus? All right. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. We'll see you next week. Quack. Quack, 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 quack. 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 <laughs>